Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode 78 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me again, back on the couch, is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What's up? And Janelle Wheeler. Hey, everybody. And we are back with you guys today to talk about some big things that have dropped. Uh, we got to talk about what's going on in the DC TV universe and also the Star Wars TV universe as we have a new Superman TV show coming, plus we've gotten the first trailer for Star Wars, The Mandalorian, the full trailer, so there's a lot to talk about there. We've got some updates on what's going on in the Game of Thrones universe, some even breaking news on that front that I haven't put you guys in the show notes, so you guys will be unprepared for that, that's fun. And Matt's gonna all, as always, break down what's going on in the world of comics for us to kind of geek over. So, getting started today, we're gonna start right at the top with the big piece of news. We've gotten the first trailer for the Star Wars TV series. The Mandalorian is out, and um, yeah. Well, I don't know what sound. What sound was that? <laughs> that was your excited sound, yeah, right? That was like half <laughs> Star Wars sound in a general excited. That was, that was tone. very blues clues. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's appropriate Blue. appropriate association for this show. So. The Mandalorian, of course, is, is about a character called the Mandalorian from that Star Wars world where they make the uh, armor, the iconic armor that Boba Fett wore and Jango Fett wore. But uh, if you know anything about like the larger Star Wars universe, Clone Wars, the animated series, Rebels animated series, there's a whole bunch of storylines that have to do with Mandalore. But now this one is set after the original trilogy and in what's going on in the Outer Rims because Mandalore is a world on the Outer Rims, which is basically Star Wars speak for that place out there that we haven't fully defined yet. <laughs> And we can just pull anything out That's of. That's awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, if something strange it happens, open. it comes from the outer rim. Yeah. yeah. It's a great way to kind of get around things. This is our first, like, real Star Wars Underworld series. And I'm digging the vibe. I, I didn't necessarily need another trailer because the teaser was just so perfectly atmospheric and, like, kind of edgy but still Star Wars-y. But this one does a good job, and it does a good job because it mostly relies on its best feature, which, of course, is Werner Herzog. And so in this trailer, they give him a whole voiceover because he's some kind of, like, gang lord or something. Yeah. But um, we still haven't learned, like, that much. This is kind of an amazing marketing job they're doing for the mm -hmm. show because it's really anticipated. But we don't even know the main character's name. Yeah. He's just called the Mandalorian. Right. We've never seen him in the trailers and with did his we, helmet at the very all. end, did we get a, like, sample of his voice? His yeah. yeah, I yeah. almost thought that it was going to be, like, Master Chief where there was no, like, voice at all. I, have I don't know why I thought that. But, uh-oh, go. No, no, I was going to say, like, jokes. yeah. I mean, you're, you're tapping on something. Like, I've had jokes about, like, you know, that. That it would be awesome if this series never had him speak. Yeah, I don't know why. just, like, him that, looking that at people, like, all the time where they're just, like, yelling stuff at him. <laughs> and he just, like, blasts somebody and, like, just kind of moves on. But, uh, no, there's a very handsome man under that helmet, uh, Pedro Pascal from uh, Game of Thrones and Kingsman fame. But, like, yeah, we've never seen him without the helmet in the trailer. 
We have no idea like what his character face looks like, if that's a spoiler. They've already teased that there's a massive Star Wars universe spoiler for this show in the first like opening of the premiere episode, which is why we don't have any screeners. Yeah. So like we won't be bringing you any early Mandalorian coverage. We're all going to be taking that journey together. You guys are going to have Just to watch cool. it. Just cool. I think yeah. that's actually kind of That is kind of cool to do with Disney Plus, but like, don't uh, get don't do it all the time, Disney. Yeah, yeah. No, don't do it all the time. Like, <laughs> These guys need to work. Yeah, yeah. make my job harder, but <laughs> yeah, but it's cool it every so often. Yeah. And so this one just kind of defines a little bit more of the world and the setup and the premise with some really cool shots and some iconic Star Wars stuff to let you know, this is Star Wars. People have been taking issue with like the carbonite freezing. Why? Purists argue that, you know, Han Solo was only thrown in carbonite as- You lost me at Purist, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but the comments are nice this time. I stopped caring at Purist, but go ahead. um, The whole argument is in Return, in Empire Strikes Back, they threw Han Solo in carbonite, not because that was like a process for using on people. Mm -hmm. It was for, you know, transporting other things, but they just had to transport him. So they made do with what they had at Cloud City, which was the carbonite process. Again, this is after the original trilogy. So by now, maybe in bounty hunting, carbonite transport, Boba Fett pioneered something that is like now a common practice in, in bounty hunting. Wow. But, um, That's a cool angle. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a way. I'm just trying to explain away the Star Wars plot holes. I mean, there's honestly a lot of things that I'm just, just seeing in the trailers, like uh, with the heads on the spikes. I am a, walk, a huge Walking Dead fanatic, so I'm used to seeing heads on spikes. Shout out to the Whisperers. But I don't see a lot of, like, blood or, like, hanging guts or anything. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, the violence level and the gore level of how, I mean, it is a bounty hunter show. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what we're going to be looking Star at Star Wars, I mean, it's not doesn't yeah, yeah. do any kind of blood or gore. And, I mean, to be fair, they're also using weapons that don't generally right. spill a lot of blood and guts. This is the episode of sound effects, I We think. actually got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that should have been the title. And you have money for co-hosts, but not a soundboard. <laughs> um, no, but basically, like, oh, my God, you guys are making me feel bad. Oh, no, no, because, yes, we even got crap because we did a parody video where somebody gets their hand cut off by a lightsaber and there was blood spurting everywhere. And we got yelled at by Star Wars Good. fans. I love that clarification. Like, like I, I want people to tweet me and tell me more. Like, teach me You have no more. idea what kind of box you were opening I, uh, right now. Don't, don't be mean. Do your Twitter. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's I'm yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, might Good. specify that. Yes. 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 Good well, qualifier. Don't, don't, don't be mean. mean. Yeah, exactly. Know that, like, you're trying to get another fan into that, like, someone that's, like, a huge this, diehard. But, like, it's like, like a laser sword. I mean, I mean, lightsabers are laser swords, so they cauterize any right. blood. Blasters aren't going to leave you, like, with holes and bleeding like bullets. But this feels as close to Wild Wild West stars as you can get. And and there's a style to the action in the trailer that you don't have to see it. Right. It, it makes it count, you know, like there's a couple moments, not just the way he's pulling the guy through the door. Yeah, that, that could be That's different because he yeah. looks like he's about to cut that guy in half. Yeah. And the, the so. suggestion is there. They do a very good job, but then they don't show it. And as long as they walk that line, it'll make me feel like I'm not watching... The you know, dead. watered down. Yeah, I don't Walking want dead it to or be watered too down. down. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's all context because, like, yeah, in a Star Wars show, if you see a character pull a guy through a door and then blast the door and cut him in half, even if they don't show it, and they just keep the reaction shot on him in the helmet, just like, and everybody behind him, like, holy crap! Like, yeah, I would love that's that. That's hard for Star Wars. Absolutely, it's light for Walking Dead, but hard for Star Wars. Context, Walking Dead's a little heavy, but uh, or if me. they change the camera angle and like they show it from like the, the door outside, perspective, yeah. but they show the foot twitching, just just like a foot or yeah. something from the other side of the door, that'll be enough. 
to like sell you that, that so it's violent, yeah. but not be great. Yeah. Oh, I, great. I really I mean, feel like yeah, the they're gonna. I, I feel like they're definitely gonna dark knight this whole thing. That's great. I have not a little been scary, little edgy, but like I have not been as excited for a Star Wars product in a while. This trailer, I like I was already on board with the last trailer and stuff like that, but this trailer, yeah. like I was, I was, I need it. I want to see that. Now. Yeah, I want that. I, show yeah. Honestly, like, the big reason why I'm going to be doing the Disney Plus thing, like right when it launches, because I I've was just going to wait it out. I'm not sure that's true. There's there's <laughs> a lot of weird, crazy movies on there that I feel like you're going to be bringing back and doing references and streams about. Yeah, I mean, I speaking of streams, I know there. We got the trailer for the Star Wars, the new game that's coming out, and it's on Xbox. Yeah, that's Earlier. a good reaction. That's yeah, I know. I, it's the one console I don't yeah. play. I mean, Jim Viscardi and BD aren't here. You can express your exaspiration with Xbox. Wait, it's not just on Xbox, though. Is it? Okay, because no, the big... Okay, yeah, it'll be mounted. You probably saw the Bless. Xbox ad, but no. You're safe. Jedi Fallen Order will be available for everybody. It better be. It better okay. be. Yeah. <laughs> but um, It's EA. It's Respawn, right? Yeah. So it'll be on everybody. Yeah. God. <laughs> They're trying to get that much. But, I saw um, the big X, and I was like, no! Yeah, so the Mandalorian, um, we did get a couple little clues. There's a nice shot in there. I was just writing up before I walked in here of some battle droids from the Clone Wars. Um, when Werner Herzog saying the whole thing like, I'm sorry, what happened to your family? What happened to your planet? And it suggests that this could be connected back to Clone Wars. This could be a character we met before who grows up to become the Mandalorian. And if you haven't seen the Clone Wars animated series, there's a whole Mandalorian arc in like, and I've told, said this many times on the podcast, it's six seasons. From like season three on, you should probably watch. Season one and two. Three. Yeah, I know, but season one and two are kind of episodes. No, I mean from that point yeah. on, like three. Yeah, three, three on is, is amazing. Three, four, and five especially are like really, or four and five especially. One and really two good. was still trying to find yeah, its, its exactly. voice. Yeah. And, but Mandalore plays a major arc in the end of the series as it gets conquered. That's how Darth Maul comes back. He conquers Mandalore with his brother, sets up a whole crime and a puppet government until Palpatine finds out about this and then comes and, you know, kicks his butt and... Mandalore almost is free, except Order 66 happens. They can't free the planet. Um, everybody has to run away and go into hiding, and it became an Imperial training ground, which it appears again in Rebels, as Star Wars yeah. Rebels, as a major arc about what happened on Mandalore during the Empire and how it became occupied and how this once independent culture got bent and kind of became, you know, a puppet for the Empire. So there's a lot of stuff built into these series. Dave Filoni, who made those series, is a producer on this, so you know it's going to be in there. So if you've been doing deep dives into the animated Star Wars TV stuff that preceded all this, I think there's going to be a lot of good payoff for that. So I'm excited. And then you can complete your Star Wars party by playing Star Wars Outer Rim, which is a board game based all around the Outer Rim and all the planets and smuggling and trading back and forth. You could do that while you're watching. Boom. So many dirty jokes I'm going to leave alone. (laughs) I'm just saying... Played many games. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. That's a good place to move right along before I get myself in trouble. So moving right along from Star Wars to the world of Game of Thrones. So we, I mean, I thought I had big Game of Thrones news when we came in here. Um, this is actually a good connective thread because two of the guys who uh, made Game of Thrones, uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benoit. Or the Benoit, luckiest two people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and who uh, made that series and kind of disappointed a lot of people in the end. Got hooked up to do a job, a Star Wars trilogy, which was supposed to be the next trilogy we're getting after the sequel trilogy and many people thought this is going to be Knights of the Old Republic that's why they got the Game of Thrones guys and we were kind of like waiting to see where this goes well these dudes have dropped out they're not doing Star Wars anymore they said oh thank you it's been a great opportunity it's been the achievement of our lifetime sitting in a Star Wars writer's room it's like dude you made Game of Thrones and got paid Shut yeah up. like 
this isn't your achievement. Of but yeah, but according to their Q and A, they didn't know jack all before they went in the Game of Thrones, and so I I would find it hard for anybody just a sideways rant. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, people. Anyone, were so mad. How would you not be resentful? Okay, so they did like a Q and A and. The Q and A all about Game of Thrones and like how they came into it, and I would be like so resentful if I was like a Game of Thrones fan and read all the stuff oh, that they gosh. said. It was, yeah. So hearing this, what, were they saying that they just didn't know anything? They didn't they like they didn't the know books. anything. Essentially, they were okay. just like, yeah, we don't even know why they picked up the pilot. It was terrible, and like oh. we didn't. We had film school. Essentially, HBO paid us to do film school while we did this, and we didn't know how to do costuming, and we didn't know, and we don't like fan. Like it was so much. It's it like we're not so contractually much. obligated to shut our mouths anymore. So here's everything we've been cutting ourselves over for like the last feel, eight years. I, oh my god! Yeah. I feel a little betrayed. Yeah, we. Was, I mean, don't. I mean, it's Hollywood. Don't don't meet your heroes. That's the truth. Just yes. keep thinking everybody's great. You'll be yep. a lot. Better. <laughs> not end up dead in a motel off West Hollywood. So they're gone from Star Wars. Ryan Johnson's back. He's up next. I know some of those haters out there. Are yes, so bad. <laughs> so Ryan Johnson, Last Jedi director, is still making his trilogy. So he's up next, guys. So suck it, Last Jedi haters. Brandon Davis, you are oh not going to get your Game of Thrones, Star Wars. I can't wait um, to read the comments on this. Yeah, but like, oh, yeah, for <laughs> this wasn't Don't even the mean. end of the <laughs> Don't be mean. So this is a connective story. I mean, I, I mean, to, just to kind of put this to bed, I feel bad about that in the sense that I thought like the one thing they'd be good as doing Knights of the Old Republic, but then I heard that Game of Thrones article, and I'm not so sure anymore, because yeah. <laughs> they apparently don't know anything about anything. So. I mean, they seemed more informed about, like, Lucasfilms and things like that than I think they were with the Game of Thrones stuff, I mean, in the interview or in the statement. Yeah. Like I said, in the office is like a only semi-joke. It's better to find out now before you're halfway through Han Solo. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> let's just get it settled now. <laughs> And to all you blaming Kathleen Kennedy, stop it. Like, just stop. They're, oh, my God. It's online. Of oh, course. I, why did I if a powerful woman is behind <laughs> any kind of, like, upset or personnel change or having to fire somebody, then there's always backlash. I thought her statement was pretty solid, though. Dude, she's like a pro at this. I'm just Basically about, keeping like, the door open no, she's not doing if anything. they want to come it's back. It's just our weird gender bias society that sometimes, like, sees this happen. It's like, she's the one who did it. <laughs> she got us kicked out of the garden. I mean, she's ruining Star Wars, like... Yeah, it's just nuts. But Kathleen Kennedy, these are creative differences. They probably just couldn't come to a vision or something, and they split ways, and everybody's cool about it. So let's not get too hyped about that. But in the Game of Thrones world, that's not the only thing that's happening. This I just threw in here because it happened right before we came in. There was like an onslaught of news. I mean, we could have redone this whole show probably. That's why you can't make shows too early. But there was a Game of Thrones prequel pilot coming to HBO. It was been in production with Naomi Watts and uh, this whole cast. And there was this whole kind of rumor about what it was going to be about the Andals coming to Westeros, possibly the rise of the Lannister family. Now that's gone. That ain't happening. No. So that got canceled. HBO's not moving forward with it. Game of Thrones prequel is canceled. And I'm kind of upset about that because that was the project I was kind of interested in. Isn't there another one? Yes, we we're going to get to that. Oh, um, but there's another man. one. Basically, let's just start there. So I feel like this one was canceled because they got an easier concept, uh, okay. which was Fire mm-hmm. and Blood, the Targaryen prequel, which basically that's a much more mainstream popular thing. And that's what we were talking about the whole time. Um, last time, like when Brandon was here and we were all talking about this prequel, because the one with Naomi Watts seems like it was for the deep dive book reading fans. 
who know like the whole deep history of Westeros, what Andals are, all of that, how the culture changed, how nobody would look like Lannisters or had the Seven and that whole religion. It's basically a story of how they came over from England to America and, you know, repopulated America to look like English people. Yeah. Um, so that was going to be kind of the story of this, rumored to be, or it was going to take place across the Narrow Sea. It just sounded very deep and intricate and, and, like I said, a lot of more political intrigue and stuff like that that would have probably confused a lot of people because they've seen something. They were filming it. We've seen... Production photos of Naomi Watts in this crazy, elaborate gold dress. Like, wow. All over the world, they so did this the, whole I see, thing. I didn't know it was already filmed. I didn't yeah, know it was already filmed No, it was already either. in production. It was wow. getting then ready to go Then why did it get pulled? I, mean, I think they just kind of looked at what it was and were like, we can't sell this. Let's just do the Targaryen thing. Because Game of Poor Thrones Naomi. is easy a world to just get so confused and like yeah. lost in. And like I said, if you're trying to do like what was happening across the narrow sea in the free cities and one person who came and tracked in the beginning of this whole other racial thing. This, this stuff people weren't really invested in. People like the magic, the dragons, yep. all that kind of surface level stuff. And you get that with the other, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You get Targaryens, you get a name you know, a history you were kind of steeped in and familiar with. You've heard references to all this stuff. Now just give people dragons and silver haired wigs and let's go to town. So that's happening. I mean, I'm glad that's happening, but I, I kind of wish I had both. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I feel bad for Naomi Watts, who's like me one too. of the greatest actresses I out here making her Naomi. big jump to TV. She can like, be Targaryen. Yeah, I mean, Bring I hope over. they give her something to do. Bring HBO. her over. It would actually be really Please make her Targaryen. Yeah. Just go, hey, all right. Here's the thing. We're shifting gears. Yeah, we're killing this, but... Here's this other thing that we can we have way more confidence in. Have you so, heard about the Watchmen? Have you heard about the Watchmen? <laughs> roll the Watchmen. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's gone. R.I.P. Game of Thrones prequel we never got to see or even know the real name of, but it was good writing about it for months on end, I guess. Oh, no. So, moving right <laughs> along. We have a trailer out for the new horror film, The Grudge. Or, new horror film, oh my god. For the <laughs> reboot of the It's one of those days, day. folks. Yeah, it really is. It's We're talking about a day where, like, hardly any of us in the office have said two words to each other. And we've been standing outside for, like, a fire <laughs> drill so today. True. Everybody's just over Tuesday today. But So, the, J, the 2000s J-horror kind of classic series, The Grudge, is getting rebooted. This trailer came out. It wasn't really news to me because I saw this at New York Comic Con and I did the whole panel for it. Uh, there was more in this trailer than what they showed at Comic-Con, uh, but uh, I did the roundtables and that whole thing and talked about it with the director, and we have those interviews and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Basically, this story takes place, it's an interquel, so it takes place at the time of the Grudge oh. movie, mm -hmm. the original one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, except this one examines... What the Grudge series eventually reveals is that it's not confined to this one house. What the curse that starts in this one house could be carried like a plague over different places and infect other places oh and my people. God. And so this is a story about how it leaks into America. So Ugh. instead of trying to like remix J-Horror and all Japanese culture, they're just taken to America and they're making some switches. Like because it's American, uh, and the director was really kind of, Nicholas Pierce, I think his name is, was very kind of smart. He seemed like a really smart guy and like had a real good vision for like what this should be. And he was just explaining like, in The Grudge, the ghosts are based on kabuki theater and the white face and the black around the eyes and all that. But in America, we're going to have different folklore for what ghosts and evil spirits look like. So they're going to look different. The lady from uh, Insidious and Something About Mary, I forget her name off the top of my head, uh, you know, the tan lady in Something About Mary with the dog, Mary's like roommate, Magda. Um, she plays 
an old lady and there's like a scene where she's like cutting off her own fingers oh, and stuff. I yeah. I've watched that, the trailer. No, yeah, this, that this wasn't was like in the trailer. <laughs> okay. That and wasn't like in the everybody trailer. Everybody in this panel was like about to puke because it's just like like really hardcore like her instead of cutting board like just slicing. Oh my god. She's possessed. It's uh, it's nuts. I have watched really... Dancing with the Stars today after watching I literally was watching this Oh, I watched this trailer and it, it really messed me up. Yeah, it's a freaky trailer. I turned on good. Dancing with the Stars well, to like I stop. That's even scarier. I know. It was pretty <laughs> scary. It was <laughs> Halloween night. It was scary that I was watching it. What? Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, no, go, go, no, please. Regale us with this tale. No, so it was just it, dancing it's with terrifying. Stars. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be a freaky movie. It's I a can really tell you freaky that. trailer. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they even do a nice little uh, reversal of the Cher Michelle Geller shower, shower yeah, scene. No, oh my God. Yeah, except they gave people John. John Cho, which ladies were loving in the uh, panel. Yeah, she and John Cho, Cho in the shower there, just getting gripped up by the hair. Sparked a lot of fantasies, I feel. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I like him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, case in point. I do a lot. There you go. So I'm not hating on John Cho. No, I was really excited you get that to screen see him. Queen, you get that screen queen money, John Cho. You get that. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in this. I liked the J-horror ones. I liked the original, the grudge, like the actual Japanese one. And I also thought the American remake did a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, keeping it set in Japan, they just threw an American girl. Sarah Michelle Gellar, I like her. Grudge 2 was a little bit weaker, but I'm kind of happy to see this series come back because I think once you take this concept and expand it, you could do some interesting things with it. And this yeah. is what this is doing. Like the whole, this is a plague. Yeah. Once you step into that house, you're basically dead. Like, you know, this whole thing is going to get, and I think this director is going to play with the concept a lot more. That trailer so. creeped me out, and I had to go watch... Something Dancing with the stars. I, it wasn't with the stars. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Uh, dun, 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 but dun, dun, it was like I had to go do something. Yeah, and there's a great cast. Andrea, like I said, the lady from Something About Mary, who's in Insidious, John Cho, I don't Andrea. Like crawling up on walls. No, I'm me neither. Out. The oh, hand. Dude, that's oh, that wasn't even a about... person. That was like a thing. Yeah, I don't like I don't even know what it was. The, uh, Just in general. The best part about horror is things that move irregularly. Yeah, uh, like the weird stutter things. step. Yeah. Uh, the you know, noise when he first That's classic oh Exorcist 3, man. Uh, in the hospital, in the mental hospital uh, with the nurse crawling up on the ceiling. That's why Silent Hill used to bother me so much. It was oh, because yeah. the, the nurses and the stuff would like, they would speed up. Yep. Oh, and they would God. speed up oh, and it would God. freak me out. Normal Dude. speed is fine. <laughs> when they start doing that weird stutter step thing. Lizard, they call it lizard speed. No, that's a good thing. They move irregularly. I'm actually really curious because the Japanese version, it was Japanese. They said they took the grudge and the ring and they like put it versus each other, kind of like Alien versus Predator, like over there. And it's been a huge success. Yes, I know. I read that in the article and now I. These are like, they've done stupid popular. It's huge over there. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they like. had like Freddy versus Jason matches and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, those are. I get, but that's an interesting pairing. Yeah, the ring versus grudge, that's really crazy. But um, yeah, man, I'm kind of excited to see this come back. And this is rated R, so just the grudge was rated PG-13. Okay. J-Horror was all about that PG-13 yeah. play. The ring was PG-13, too. Like so, But this one is hard R, so it's going to go down. Like I said, cutting off fingers and whatnot. Mm. All right, stay tuned, because when we come back, we are <laughs> going to talk about DC's new Superman TV series concept, and Matt is going to break down all of the hot comics for us this week, so be sure not to miss that.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Alrighty then, let's talk. So, things have changed in the world of Superman in the last 10 years or so. You know, Zack Snyder tried to reinvent, after the whole Smallville thing on TV, we tried to, Brian Singer tried to do Superman Returns, that didn't work. Zack Snyder tried to launch a DC Universe starting with Man of Steel, which made a huge impact, but a very divisive impact at the same time. There are people who, like, religiously swear by Man of Steel, like me and Joe Blackman. Uh, and then there are people who absolutely hate Man of Steel, like, Trollish Dan Slot was on Twitter all weekend yelling at Dan people. Dan Slot doesn't like Man of Steel. Dan Slot, I, I I had to put my on my phone and erase my tweet coming at Dan Slot for Dan Slot coming at fans of Man of Steel. Wow. And coming at Zack Snyder too. So I just had to put my phone down that. But I saw you, Slot. But anyway, so <laughs> proud of it's you. Very divisive, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it was a very growth moment for me. Uh, <laughs> Dan Slott was, I mean, oh my God, I'm so reading. So, You're uh, welcome. Picture, and let's forget that picture on my dartboard and talk about Superman. So, after Man of Steel, there's been this impression of Superman that has like really pissed a lot of people off because Man of Steel, Superman killed people. He wasn't his experience. That whole conversation with his dad about let people die, not saving his dad, oh, blah, 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 blah. And there's been a, we need to return and make Superman, like, you know, not great again, but friendly again, and happy-go-lucky, and blah, 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 classic Superman, blah, 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 blah. Well, we're getting that. The CW and uh, Warner Brothers Television has announced they're making Superman and Lois, because Lois and Clark was already used in the 90s. So there's going to be a new Superman TV series coming to the Arrowverse, starring Tyler Hochin and, uh, uh, I forget, Liz Tulloch or whatever her name is, that plays Lois Lane. It's a bit... It, we were just talking about was this. It Bitsy Bitty? Bitsy? Yeah, but I think her name is actually like Elizabeth. Is it really? Oh, okay, because yeah. in the article, we were actually wondering. You we were like, is that like, Maybe that's Bitsy? a family name? Or... Oh, it's such a different name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she has like an English. It's a very like, yeah, Elizabeth Tullock. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank no, but her name is Bitsy, but her real name is Elizabeth, but she goes by Bitsy. Okay. This is some English stuff, man, I'm telling you. So, Bitsy. Yeah. There we go. So, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like that. Now we should make you do these accents. That was, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, so we're getting this TV series based on the Arrowverse Superman and Lois Lane, who first appeared in Supergirl, um, but have been part of like the Arrowverse crossovers. They were on uh, Elseworlds. They might have been in Earth X, too. I forget. Um, but... They've been players, supporting players in the Arrowverse. They show up for arcs here and there. And Tyler Oachland's been, like, kind of own that role. People people like it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good at it. He's, like, good at playing kind of like a gosh shucks 
like that classic Clark, Clark Kent, but not making it like nostalgic cheesy. He kind of keeps it modern, but still does the kind of happy-go-lucky nerdy guy really well. And he does the Superman stuff really well. He's kind of a mix of like edgier and, and classic light-hearted Superman. That's and, nice. Yeah. And so this is a series that is going to bring back like that fun kind of Lois and Clark romantic thing, battle of the sexes undertone to it. Like not like playfully, not mm -hmm. like. Superman and Lois aren't going at it, like, you know, head to head, but, you know, it's gonna be a series where he's doing Superman stuff, but she's just showing how equal of a partner she can be for right. Superman and, and, and stuff like that. The and kid, the whole thing is that they're raising yeah, a they're kid raising as parents kid, in this parents, time like, yeah. and in this, this these roles of yep. being a superhero. Which is and, something that's coming through in, like, the comics these days, right? It's got oh, like, him and his son? And yeah. Like, yeah, that's a huge problem. Yeah, so, like, the Bend is influenced. And, Everything's going to probably get strained out by, like, because there's been this whole thing where Superman and this Superman doesn't exist in the main Arrowverse. He's on Earth, whatever. I forget what Earth Supergirl takes place on. But he's on that Earth and, like, not in the main Arrowverse. But after Crisis on Infinite Earth, we're, we're expecting it's all going to get yeah. mainstreamed. Everything's going to be in the same universe. Black Lightning, Arrow, Flash, Superman, you know. Do you think Black Lightning, because I figure everything else, but Black Lightning's that one where... I don't know. Well, he's going to be in crisis, so they're bringing yeah, him in, and but, and I would assume I'm just assuming. I can't say for sure, yeah. but I'm assuming that after crisis, everything will be one arrowverse. Makes it easier for them. Exactly. It makes it easier for people who are not watching anymore exactly. and very confused by this yeah, article. Exactly. And anyone who's <laughs> listening uh, and and doesn't quite follow all of this yeah. stuff, I don't know if you're going to need to to be able to watch the show. No. Superman and yeah. Lois. No, it'll be a jumping off. So I'm with you. So. That's going to be a big thing. But, uh, of course, <laughs> well, it seems like we can never win with Superman because there are just as many people angry about this now oh, no. as there were. Who's about angry this about this? There are a lot of things. Like, dude, go look at Twitter. Half of the responses were no. Really? No. Do not need this. Like, you know how it goes. And people I just, are just don't know why. But I, I, mean, I guess it's so weird. It's not like they're I taking feel like it'll a, be a sign away. Like, yeah. To make room for it, they're giving it to you in addition to you don't lose anything. And they've also said that like Superman in film is not going to be around for a while, right? Yeah, like, I mean, that's that, still just like a hanging we don't question. Know. We don't know. And at least we get to consume this in some other way. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't, like, what? Why? <laughs> of all the things to get mad at, I would totally get it if they were like, hey, Supergirl. We can't have two super people in on the CW network at the same time with shows. So, like, you go over there and we'll put super. Like, I would totally get it if that were the case. I'd get the outrage. We already yeah. have a Batwoman. Yeah, right? Like, I would yeah. only need one. I would get that. But, no, just, it's an addition to Then don't watch it. I, I Personally, like, I enjoy his take on Superman. It's so fun. It's modern. And it, it's, it's good. I like her as Lois Lane, too. You know, I don't know... If I personally was like looking for like a whole show of them, I like that he was kind of a part of Supergirl's world and you could have him for a couple episodes at a time or an arc and then be like, okay, cool, let's get back to just Supergirl's Supergirl. adventures and then have him come in. I liked that. But I'm cool with it. I don't see yeah, why I'm kind of, have a problem. You know, it's a CW, so I always worry about the kind of the domestic story. Like the yeah. Lois and Clark at home as parents story. Same. I feel like, like I can't relate. I don't have like a family I haven't started a family yet or anything like that so I'm I'm more into like the flash and the, I don't know it's just not I don't know if this is like something that I would be super pumped about um but I also don't watch like sitcoms with like parents yeah, I, have kids. Kids. I don't necessarily want to watch this <laughs> either because 
Uh, I don't need to compare myself to Superman raising kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a little bit of an advantage. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has, limited, he has limitless energy as opposed to... <laughs> what I will say is that depending... Now, I haven't... I'm not up to date on some of my, like, CW stuff. Same. So what I will say is... so Okay. So what I will say is that them raising someone, does their child have powers? Because in the books... I don't think it's ever been like introduced into the actual okay. shows yet. Not, okay. I mean, I, I let me put this out there, this caveat. I have not watched Supergirl since the middle of season three. Yeah. So whatever's happened with Superman on that show, I am unaware of. Okay. So in the books, that's that's the thing that makes it interesting is that John, their son, has powers like his dad. Gosh, I would imagine so, that they would in, put that in the show. Yeah, and he's friends with, he has a direct correlation to Batman because Batman has Damian Wayne, who's... So he's trying wow. to raise his ex-assassin son. Meanwhile, you have Clark trying to raise this super-powered, godlike kid. And together, they're great because you can actually see them growing up and, and, and difference in parental methods and all this other wow. stuff. Wow. That's interesting, right? That is interesting, yeah. So seeing a show about that, I'd be more excited about. But as far as this right now, I don't know if they're going there. So it kind of remains to be seen. But there is potential there. Yeah. They can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is. I think people have seen just like the photos and the title Superman and Lois and the premise, and they're just like, grr, grr. They're like, oh, man, this is going to be a bad sitcom dressed up as Superman. But uh, there is. And so far, I mean, it seems like the CW has been refining itself with every new thing. Like the last series that have launched, Black Lightning, Batwoman have been like pretty enjoyable, more so enjoyable than like early Arrow or Flash, especially Black Lightning. Like, yeah. Yeah. Black Lightning has been getting great reviews. Yeah, no, that's been a great season. show. Yeah, that's been a great show and like just well done and kind of like unique and especially letting the CW kind of expand in a certain kind of way. We're going to say maybe like the formula will and things will be different. I mean, this will literally be a whole new world after Crisis. So I'm kind of excited to see like what it is and like where this goes. And hopefully this is a Superman series that can really just bring this fandom together again in some kind of way and something to like this weird, cause I feel like America is gonna fall apart until Superman gets figured out. Like I, they really need to figure this out. Like, think about it. Or just think give about us an correlation. answer. Yeah. Things have been going downhill ever since we've lost touch with how we all view Superman. Mm -hmm. But what's great is though, Superman in the comics has been really good lately. You'll get to have your time to shine. Well, no, no. Don't, this don't week, stop. This week it's not, it's not in this week. <laughs> You'll get your time. I'm just talking in the past. In the stop general, trying to reclaim your time. Isn't there think, like rumors that Supergirl might be making her way into the films, or is that just like hopeful, like wishful that, thinking? That or I've heard too many things about Warner Brothers and DC films. Yeah. To okay, I mean, I just wrote up a thing right before we walked in about how they're going to probably start producing them for HBO Max. So I don't know. What? Oh, by the way, we do probably should touch on that because yeah, okay, why not? Hey, only, we're here. We got time. Only because the my big thing was that, and they only had this to say about it: HBO Max is making a Green Lantern series. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, which I'm huh. ecstatic about. Now, that was literally the entire pitch that they had was, yeah. hey, we're making it. Oh we're developing gosh. it and calling it the biggest thing they've, the biggest show they've done because we're going to space and we're doing a Green Lantern series. Wow. We have no idea what Green Lantern. We have no idea, like, you know, I mean, the core, there's so many different ways they could go with that. Wow. We have no idea. But HBO Max, Green Lantern, I'm at least interested. Yeah, and this was all part of a large report about how HBO Max is, you know, this is a breakdown of variety about how 2020, everybody's gearing up for these streaming wars. 
Netflix, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Apple TV, Peacock. I always forget about that one. Part of the game, since Netflix is kind of launched into locking down big blockbuster movie events as releases, uh, Bird Box, Bright, so on and so forth. Now every streaming service is trying to figure out what kind of blockbuster movie temples they can yeah. anchor their service with. And for for um, HBO Max, which is based on Time Warner and Warner Media, DC is going to be a huge IP generator for that. So for the way for them to kind of bring something that's uniquely exclusive to HBO Max is going to be leaning on Warner Brothers and specifically its DC properties, which is where we got the news that they'll probably start making like blockbuster sized DC films to release exclusively on HBO Max, and we're going to get this Green Lantern series, and this is where the DC, the DC Universe <laughs> streaming that, service, RIP DC Universe, seems like it's, I mean, we know Doom Patrol's coming back for season two on HBO Max, like other series, like um, uh, Young Justice is getting a new season. Yeah, like, I don't even so, think it's, like, I mean, I don't even think we're getting the thing of like, you know, it's canceled, it's going away anymore. They're just going to fold it Yeah, they're going to fold it into HBO Max. Stargirl's coming, yeah. and all wow. of those are going to get second season. And again, because it, it would it makes sense. If you're looking for something to distinguish Warner Brothers media and streamer, um, besides offering people HBO and Cinemax, it's like what you have to have, like I was writing, like a blockbuster franchise. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, we're going to give you HBO and Cinemax, and HBO is going to put out some HBO original movies, and Cinemax is going to put out some original Like, no, you need a franchise. And what franchise do they have besides, like, Harry Potter is DC. So, yeah, you're going to take, and now you have, literally, you put out a skeleton as a full streaming service in DC Universe. Yeah. But you have that skeleton there. It's easy just to take those bones and shove them into this new body and be like, yeah, we have HBO, we have Cinemax, we have all the DC stuff, like... You know, that's, that's a nice pickup. Exactly. I mean, to me, I've been on the fence with HBO Max because yeah. it's just of its price point and the fact that I have like seven give it, give other it to me. Can what for anyone who doesn't know what exactly is going on with HBO Max? So HBO Max right now already includes Warner Media's backlogs, so like all Warner Brothers movies, all their sitcoms, their movies, and then for right now it's murky because like some people who already have HBO get HBO Max for free if you're an AT&T customer. Oh my gosh. That's 10 million people. Okay. So, but to get all those other people HBO Max for free, they have to like work out all kinds of other deals with TV pay. So, so that gets complicated. So right yeah. now it's essentially like Warner Brothers stuff. Right now all of DC's like animated shows and all that stuff exists only on DC Universe. Okay. But that's the thing. If they can just fold all that in, get all the DC comics, make it like Marvel Unlimited, fourteen ninety nine a month, which is what it currently sits at, is like a lot more doable in my brain. Yeah. When you have when you add all that extra value as opposed to just right now, you know, do you get I mean, there's gonna be some good content, especially when they get like friends back. That's twenty twenty one or twenty 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 one maybe. Um, so some of those things. Uh, so it's it's just right now there's just not enough. But if no, you were right to take that DC Universe content and then stick it on there and say you get all this other stuff exclusive, then I have a lot easier time swallowing it. Yeah. yeah, I mean same here. Like HBO has great original series. Cinemax has great movies. DC would be exclusive stuff for all the superhero and the big franchise stuff. And Warner Brothers has a nice like little library. So yeah, you're starting to talk about 
something that's worth the money. Then. Mm. Right. Matt, take us home. Tell us what's going on. Let's go back to our roots because this is comicbook.com. <laughs> tell us what's going on with comics this week. Uh, so, okay, so that thing I was actually, uh, we, we talked about Superman, and, and we've been talking about Action Comics in the past few weeks about that it's been really good. Uh, this week, su- there's a great Superman, there's two really good Superman stories, but neither one is like your traditional Superman story, and they're both kind of dark. <laughs> so uh, the last issue of Deceased hits this week. And, oh, man, really? Uh, Deceased number six, Tom Taylor. Uh, it's been fantastic, and and this issue is like hits like a gut punch like three different times. Uh, by the way, spoilers, because we in our reviews, we heard that we are spoilerific. There are going to be spoilers here because I just can't not talk about some of them. So spoilers, yeah. warning, only listen to this if you've read the book already. So... We should like put that as part of our title. We really like just you comic mind, book dude. nation spoilers. Have you read it? Do you want me to avoid it? I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the end of the last issue, we essentially saw Superman finally fall. What? Oh come on, man! Like I was gonna read this thing. I just. <laughs> <you, man. laughs> so we saw Superman fall, and that was last issue. So we saw Superman fall uh, to the anti-life equation, and so like now it's the remaining heroes are trying to get all the survivors onto Ark so they can get off the planet, and they're trying to face down a raging Superman. And there are so many, like, this This series has been really good about, like, having brutal moments, but moments that, like, they're brutal, but they're poignant still. They, they still have emotion, and, and they're still centered on characters. This one has a ton. There's one moment where, like, we were talking about Jonathan, or John Kent, his son, and him end up, like, coming to blows, and it's... It's screwed up because at that point, Superman's missing an arm. And I won't say, like, how he loses the arm. (laughs) But there's this whole screwed up thing. Uh, People die in some really screwed up ways. But each one just, like, leaves you with, like, really emotional stuff. It was, like, three different times. It was so – it hit so hard. I'm trying not to hit every single spoiler here. I'm really trying to be vague. I'm trying to be vague. But – it's like, really on page good. 22, you're on. Yeah, but there's so many good parts in here. You're and Akashi 6 9 of. <laughs> it's so good, though. And you should definitely read it. Read the series. It leaves things in a very interesting place. I do not know yet if they're going to do like a sequel or if they're going to do another I series. I hope not. It seems like this would be just a great. This has been a great standalone. It has, but there's like two pieces to the ending that leave it in a place like you kind of go, okay, I could actually see you reading more issues of that. It leaves it in a place where it wouldn't feel forced. So that's all I'll say about that. Very good. It's, it's excellent. Uh, also, there's a they've been doing these Tales from the Dark Multiverse one-shots, which are taking the dark Batman that came out not too long ago and doing like showing little different stories that are happening on these other universes. And this one takes the death of Superman, one of the most well-known stories in DC, and puts the premise of Lois Lane becoming her own version of Superman. So essentially, Eradicator oh. came to save Clark in that original storyline. Do you remember <laughs> that? Original, like, you remember Janelle? Like, yes. No, no like, but no, that's like, interesting. I don't, I, don't, I, don't say, I say it like, I, I don't I, know if she does. <laughs> no, but that's interesting with Lois. So, okay, so Lois becomes, you see, like, her pain and dealing, her grief and dealing with the fact that, like, the world doesn't appreciate. sell me on this. No, it doesn't appreciate Clark because you see the world after his death and you, she goes, she, she slowly builds up to this thing of, like, you didn't appreciate him and he sacrificed everything for you. And then oh, you man. see her kind of turn and get powers, 
But like the end, it ends in a way that again is like this other gut punch that I didn't see coming and it's screwed up. It leaves you with like, you have this memory of like, man, I'm not going to forget that story. It's a really interesting take on a What I'm taking story. away from all of this is you're really emotionally vulnerable right now. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> it was like very good. Here, which is, no, it's good for me. <laughs> so we're going to spruce things up. Okay, so next is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> number 44, uh, Omega Rangers versus Lord Zed. It's awesome. See? I went positive. There, there wasn't go. a lot of uh, Still emotional just emotionally pressure. vulnerable, which is happening. Uh, so Harleen number two. This one is, this has been, and I'm not going to, I always mess up his name, so I'm not going to say his <laughs> name. Everyone messes up his name. That's why he always says, he has the pronunciation thread on his Twitter feed. So either way, you should check out Harleen number two. If you are a big fan of seeing why, you're, you're seeing the process of why Harley ended up falling for the Joker. But it's a very, it's a more nuanced take on that. It's I'm actually step in by one. step. As That's opposed cool. to just, hey, this psychiatrist who is trained to not fall for people like yeah. that falls for him. Instead of that one note thing, it explores that. There's actual story and emotion behind it. Don't say anything about me saying emotion. Dang it. <laughs> uh, no, it's like if this is DC Black Label, you could have just really it, I mean, that it. is. That is Black Label. Oh, so they didn't just do like a full splash don't, page of... Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Going to the lighter side of things, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 99. Uh, that has been actually very good. City at War, uh, they introduced a new turtle, and, and they've been doing some really interesting things with the mythos and back lore. So if you are Pass. a Turtles fan, you should definitely check that out. Pass. Uh, Excalibur, number one. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the that. next big uh, Dawn of X title. Uh, I imagine we'll have our thoughts on the issue next. Now that episode. I remember it exists, yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, I, on a personal note, this this was probably my least favorite amongst. Really selling me on this. No, well, I'm just telling you what's out there. It is yeah. going to be, though, it's going to appeal to a certain type of X Men fan. A, a certain type of Marvel fan. But for people who have been kind of following along with us and House of X and Powers of X, this might not be what you're expecting. So that's good or bad. Dead Man Logan. Uh, spoiler, uh, we've been waiting 12 issues for Logan to die. The book is called Dead Man Logan. Oh, my God. It lives up to the name finally <laughs> 12 issues later. Uh, it is... It's like uh, the Walking Dead before uh, Angela came aboard. People have been like, there's a whole series dedicated to this dude dying. So it finally happens. Uh, it is interesting what they do, and they're actually building a future out of this that actually surprises me in how it, interesting it looks. Because I really thought this would be the closed chapter, and we put this whole old man Logan thing to bed. They're not. They're spinning out a whole Avengers series oh from it. Uh, it won't die, Ugh. but it does. It, this, as a conclusion to Logan's story, is actually quite good. Uh, and then, speaking of uh, Marvel Zombies Resurrection, number one, I have nothing to say. These books, I, these books have never been for me. These Marvel Zombies books, but people love them. So, number one is out for this new series. It's going to sell a bill. A billion copies. Uh, so that is out. Also, Venom number 19, if you are keeping up with Absolute Carnage, this is actually a very good tie-in. Uh, kind of takes place before the last issue of Absolute Carnage, but fills in some really interesting blanks. So, And then Bloodshot number two, finally. Uh, we are getting the Vin Diesel movie. If you are new to that character or you're looking for a, a story to kind of get on board with, this is really like a popcorn flick fun series. And it, and it brings you up to speed with who the character is, and it's got some stylish action, so you should give it a shot. That is comics. Cool. All right. That'll do it for this week's or this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for riding along with us. If you're just now joining the show, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday. Our Wednesday episodes always feature Janelle Wheeler Yay. over here. 
So be sure you guys are listening to both, because uh, like I said, you guys check in on the weekends a lot, but make sure you also listen to our awesome Wednesday episodes where we give you kind of the ground floor of what's happening during the week. We're in the, as you can hear, <laughs> news just keeps dropping. We just keep trying to keep up with it. So be sure to listen to that episode too. If you want to subscribe to the show regularly, you can find an RSS feed in uh, the episodes we post every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, or tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast, and it will do so. You can always find us on YouTube as well under the comicbook.com page where you can find videos of these podcast segments uh, for your easy YouTube viewing. If you want to continue the conversation about anything we talked about, just hit us up at the hashtag comicbooknation, or you can reach me at Kofi Outlaw. You can hit me up at Matt Aguilar CB. And you can find me at Janelle Wheeler. And... If you want to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we will be semi-regularly reading reviews. And if we read yours on air, we send you a t-shirt. So be sure to get those five-star reviews in on iTunes. That'll do it for this episode. <laughs> I'm Kofi Outlaw. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Comic Book Nation, and we're getting out of here. So peace. This is...